Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Lotus Eaters. I'm joined by Carl and Hello. Harry. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about normie noticing, the wonderful sport. Uh, Labour will increase immigration, they swear. And also that you're already paying reparations. It's, uh, it's just that you don't know yet, which I had a look through and genuinely I was angry by the time I got down to some of those names that you found. But the, 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 It'll be funny. It'll be yeah. angry, but it's also kind of hilarious. And if I was, one, if, I was one of, if I was one of those people, you know, Three twenty grand, why not? Wakanda LLC, here I come. Is twenty grand, the little rapper that's been arrested or something. Like, uh, maybe. <laughs> How do they check the race of the people? Do they make them send in a? Photo? I w- no, I would assume that you. I bet they you, don't. You don't need a photo. Exactly. I would assume you fill in a form, and yeah. then you tick whatever race you are. And yeah. if you're black, it's just automatic money. There you go. Obviously, we're not suggesting you lie to the government to get money out. I'm saying that you people have. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying successfully. If, both of them. Yeah, if you had a few years ago, you, you would have got away with it. Easy peasy. So uh, I have an announcement to make, which is um, just for those sending in video comments, I've been requested by the editor on his knees pleading for mercy. Do uh, we which... have a photo of that? Uh, no. It might uh, help if we had a photo of You'll have to have a visual image of, of that. He basically was just asking, can you make sure you keep it to 30 seconds? Because that's, that's the rule. That's all. And um, make them good. Always make him. He was slapping himself in the face as he did so, saying, "It hurts! It hurts so much." <laughs> no, he's just he's just been like, "All right, I can't play that one. Could you send another one?" <laughs> and it's uh, it's pain. But there we are. So let's get into the news, shall we? I have a new sport, my lads. Normie noticing. Oh, yeah. It's a wonderful thing. So it's quite a nice sport. And what you do is you wait for the normies to notice a thing, and then you slip in next to them. And go, yeah, weird, isn't it? Here's another a bunch of examples of that happening. Notice a trend. And for some I reason, actually did this the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was buying shoes at a shop in the street, and in there, there was an old woman behind the counter, and an oldish woman, like, sat talking, and a young man who was also behind the counter, and the old woman was just talking about, oh, it was so much safer back in our day. You know, we just used to lock uh, the door. We didn't used to lock the doors. We just used to go out. And I was just sat there trying on these shoes. I was like, yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> and I just carried it. Well, I mean, there are certain neighborhoods in England <laughs> that you're still able to do such a thing. You won't find them in London. Yeah. Dan mentioned a great example. This is very Swindon-centric, to be fair. Um, Manchester Road, which is not English, and then Old Town. A little yeah. Pakistan. Just, yeah, just visualize those two different places. They're, they're within a very short drive of each other. And my God, are they different countries. Yes. And this is not an uncommon experience for people. But before I go on, I have some shilling to do. This is um, Father Kelvin. He has descended from upon a high to give us the good news. And this is that he is with Lotus Eaters now. He, he has escaped the clutches and the evil of, of other places and is here instead um, behind a paywall in which you must pay and you will get access to his holiness and you can watch his show. Pope? Well, you know, better than the Pope. <laughs> He's holier than the rest of us. Yeah, don't get me wrong. He has much better takes than the Pope. Who would you rather have dinner with, Calvin or the Pope? Obviously, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you can come and join and uh, you sign up and you watch his show. If you want to interact, you can send in video comments to His Holiness, and you must say in these video comments, my Holy Father, to make sure we know it's for him. But you get a gold tier membership to do that, and you get 50% off for the first three months if you use code CRUSADE. Unrelated. Anyway, <laughs> that's, that's, I think that's enough shilling. Let's get to the no, normie noticing, shall we? Because it's, uh, it's good fun. So here we go. This chap is, is my victim of today. Right. <laughs> Great start. <laughs> Mr. Douglas, uh, write out this tweet... Limited who could mention after a while. He says, I don't know when it became socially contested whether or not it was acceptable to play music, radicalized YouTube talk shows, or football match on public transport. But could we please return to a prior norm where this clearly wasn't accepted? 
I feel like this man who's labeled himself as a liberal-minded social democrat. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> this is what I mean. <laughs> would have issues with any solution presented to him on how to return to those prior norms. Pragmatic European and London Scot. Yes. He might might have been noticing a few things from living in London. Some reason. And he says here, um, in open brackets, I asked the 30-something man to stop. No further details. No, nope, just man. All right. He grumpily and reluctantly did. Now a teenager, no further details, is talking to her mum on speakerphone. This battle is totally lost short of train companies and TFL making an actual thing of it, isn't it? Which they won't. You, you, need, you need the train company to come in and be like, oi. We don't do that here. <laughs> no, just get a meeting with Sadiq Khan. He's on speakerphone. Hang on a second. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, course, wait, wait. Here we end, go. Here's his, here's his uh, liberal mind, <laughs> that liberal-minded social democrat popping out here. The crescendo of Mr. Douglas writing, uh, turning off comments for a fair few. Um, racists in my mentions. But, okay. Okay, Douglas. That's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but for the record, the offending parties were, to the best of my knowledge, mm. from white British backgrounds. Wow, what were the odds that you only ran into white British people doing this in London? To, to the best of his knowledge, is that the same way that um, you'll, you'll see... <laughs> He's saying like, it's not. LaShondas and uh, Rodriguez in America filed and murder reports as white non Americans, non-Hispanic non whites. <laughs> yes. Endlessly happened. Now, this chap may be telling the truth, of course, let's take him at his word, although there's actually a 34% chance of that even being true, which is not a bet I'd take. But okay, fine. That's that may be the case. But this is this is not new. This this subject. I mean, we all know it. I've, I've spoken previously about um, my lovely interactions at the university of getting on the university bus. And my God, the Arab international students! You are a charming thing. Your your families. You wouldn't stop talking to them every day on the bus. Out. You bring decibel meter with you. Hey, I should have. And um, well, that's a cultural thing. That's just that's a different culture because, of course, um, British public transport. There is a very unspoken rule, which is shut up. Be silent. It turns out in the, the grand scheme of things, in the global milieu of different cultures, there are very few that value peace and quiet. Yeah. I, I've actually had a few foreign friends when I was at university. I had to tell to uh, keep it down. Yeah. We're on, we're on a bus. And they look at me funny like, it's not a library. <laughs> but I'm, it kind of is. Shut it. <laughs> so <laughs> Everything in England is a library, actually. Yeah. And um, right. Okay. That's a cultural difference. And it's a thing that you can observe in this chat. Uh, is a, a form of that because this is not new. I, I couldn't find the post, but I found an old post back in the day when someone said that he recalled seeing a quote hash account mention the, the Arab telephone calls out loud with their mum on FaceTime, and now he couldn't unsee it. I couldn't find that one, but it turns out the source of that was actually Ukipper of all people. Oh. <laughs> was the one that radicalized another normie in London. But there we are. So um, this chap, Mr. Douglas here, how did you get radicalized? Well, someone pointed out this thing I keep seeing. Yeah, I kept hearing the ceiling bird, and other people didn't. Um, but Mr. Douglas carried on. Judging by the feedback I've had, this is an increasingly large source of collective irritation. Yes, weird. Weird how that wasn't the case, and now is the common case. Maybe one for Transport for London to think about, since we do quite rightly have a range of campaigns aimed at behavior change <laughs> on public transport. <laughs> Nudge them into doing the right thing. <laughs> Listen, what? if we can social engineer Drag Queen Story Hour, we can social engineer quiet time on the train. Well, TFL didn't respond to this subject. They're not interested in this. No, they're interested in other matters. <laughs> they were just like, this is a lost cause, bro. But um, someone did drop a poster campaign that I think we'll like. Here we are. Uh, Drutka has come out to make us a poster campaign. Mate, keep it down. You're not in Nigeria anymore. 
Give your head a wobble. Loud noises are a public nuisance. No ifs, no buts. Reminder, not everyone thinks that Afro Beats is fire. Check out headphones. <laughs> yeah, don't play the Islamic nasheeds on the bus. Save it for the masjid, mate. I mean, that's a, I've had that. Yeah, I've had that a few times in London, actually. It's just like, really? I'm going to a different carriage. Um, not racist, just like life. Uh, instead of sending five-minute long voice notes, try texting instead. Another good piece of advice if you're on public transport. And of course... Um, Certain presumption of literacy there, though, isn't there? Yeah. Presumption of internal monologue. You might have noticed um, you can't see Douglas's post that he's responding to because Douglas blocked our king for oh. daring to do what he asked, which is a poster campaign. But there we are. Um, we have got an artist's interpretation of an average London bus, though. So we can listen. I, I take trains fairly often. This is really insufferable. Yeah. It's totally true. Like, just, I don't want to just say foreigners making lots of noise, but that's the only accurate description I can think of. There are, of course, you know, nights out where you get the late train. Oh, you, you occasionally get northerners making lots of noise as well. There, there yeah. are drunk people. There are Scots. Yeah. You know, people Liverpool acting. Liverpool isn't British, and this is one of the reasons why. <laughs> but that... It's not just Liverpool, but anyway, Geordies. <laughs> anyway, carry on. But they're acting inappropriately because they've been drinking alcohol, or they're, they're very rowdy, or they're Liverpudlians. But then there's, then there's, you know, people who just don't even understand the aspect of... You're on, a, you're on public transport. Shut your mouth before I kill you. And they, they don't get that because they're not from that culture. Um, there is a new measurement drunk has also come out with. Just to say, I mean, personally, I found best practice when you're drunk on the train is to pass out. Yeah. That way you're nice and quiet for everyone. Polite thing to do. Mm. But, but Drutka has a new uh, measurement for quality of life because we've got all these happiness measurements. He's come up with the loud music on the bus coefficient. Now, you can forget GDP or, or any kind of measurement for social health. Uh, scientists are now using the LMC to figure out whether or not your standard of living is going up or down. And um, uh, The scientists are baffled by why so much of London is very high on the loud bus coefficient, but the countryside is less. Who knows? Who knows? But he's not the only normie, Mr. Douglas, to, to have a bad day of, of being noticed. Um, another chap blew up. His tweet here. Lewisham Hospital. Now, he's waiting in the emergency room with his father. They've been waiting for 17 hours. I hope it's not that much of an emergency. <laughs> That's a really stretching the definition. day to wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're waiting 17 hours, and they've got another 21 to spare before, <laughs> before the service gets up to them. And uh, as you can see, I mean, this, this guy um, who's in health decided to, to blow this up, and was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. That's, that's terrible. But then a lot of people are like, hmm, I seem to remember the ONS. Do me a favor, turn around, take a picture of the waiting room. <laughs> That's what I want. Or, or take a picture of the staff. The very last time that sure. I was in the um, uh, emergency or the A&E waiting room, all of the staff were on their phones, not doing anything. Sure. And it seemed that everybody, including those who were actually seeing people, were taking a damn long time to actually get around to anything. There are, there are endless problems in the NHS, that's, that's damn sure. Um, well, we have a map of the ONS data, in case you're wondering. I found the Lewisham Hospital in the, in the, the area it's situated in, and um, 42% of people in that area are born outside of the UK. Presumably, they're all nurses. Dentists, all, perhaps, dentists, as we found out. Orthodontists. Uh, <laughs> Every single one of them working at the NHS. <laughs> it, it's just that they're all so sick that they also... <laughs> 
don't have time to work, and therefore the hours are 21 if well, you I mean, wish to get emergency treatment. You know, in closed working spaces, illnesses tend to spread. They cycle through, don't they? Yeah. I, I, Bizarre number of instances of malaria. I, I posted um, the subsequent data as well. If you want to look up the white British uh, population of, of this area, um, it goes down to 29.8%. So we're looking roughly about 70% of the population are not white British. But this was done in... Who are not employed by the NHS. Yeah, I mean, this, this was done in 2020, of course, which after those millions since then, this is even more out of date. Yeah. But uh, I saw a lot of people responding being like, well, don't you know uh, this particular speciality of healthcare? 50% of those people are born outside the UK working in NHS. I, I, I'm struggling to believe that the millions... Uh, living in well London or the Lewisham area, are, are all orthodontists, or, or, or maybe they all just specialise in feet or something, and that's why everything else is missing. We just hired too many feet doctors or ass doctors or something. But there we are. So <laughs> come in with the pain in your shoulder. It's like ah, oh, you're out of luck, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've only got the ass doctors, I'm afraid. <laughs> so you, know, you can try. That's that might solve one thing. Nobody in Nigeria gets prostate cancer because <laughs> all of them just all ass doctors. As, the, <laughs> I don't have it included, actually, but there is a bit of a scandal around that. Oh, yeah. Because, of course, lots... Right, I've, I've got it all included. Ah, never mind. We shall enjoy later. But that's that's another normie. He, he kind of got bullied for a while um, on Twitter.com, and people have been like, hmm, hmm, I wonder why. I wonder why there's 21 hours in that waiting period. Might be very similar to that dentistry we looked at in the queue. Mm -hmm. Who knows? But I'll end this off, because um, you can endlessly play the sport of normie noticing, mm. and I encourage you to. I lend this off with a, a certain group of people who deserve scorn. I think we'll all hate, uh, rightfully. Journalists? Uh, close. Just <laughs> Is almost, it politicians? Not, well, almost as bad. <laughs> activists. Oh. Uh, Yimby. Oh, activists. foreign activists. Oh. No, 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 not foreign at all. Yimbies. Right. This is what makes it worse. Well, it's... I, I, I saw this discussion, and I think I'm certain, I, I, I know the thread that you're going to go down here, but I'm pretty sure this guy is Turkish. I mean, Yusel is mm. a very British name. I mean, this chap, yeah, he does have a Turkish flag there. But it's not, it, it's not <laughs> an exclusively foreign matter. It seems to be largely a London matter, which, yes, I will grant you, is, is foreign. Almost an exclusively <laughs> oh, yeah. foreign matter. But there is 34% left. <laughs> is this another case like in that South Park episode I've referenced before where they want to turn everywhere into LA because they're from LA, and if they can't live in nice little countryside <laughs> towns, everyone has to live in LA. I live in London, so you have to as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Seemingly so. Now, for people who don't know, I don't think this is a term outside the UK, to be frank. So we have NIMBYs. Now, NIMBY means not in my backyard. And this is the kind of person that if you want to change, the meme is, essentially, if you want to build a shed to put your tools in that harms nobody, doesn't do anything bad to anyone, they're your neighbor, and they will still complain and block your permission to do that because... Yeah. And this extends to people saying, yeah, of course, we should take every immigrant under the sun. Just not here. Yeah. Over there, so where you live. That's the NIMBYs, which, uh, you know, it's a funny meme and could be applied in places. Now, there are the YIMBYs, which are in response, and that's yes in my backyard. Now, the yes in my backyard people are the worst human beings I have ever seen. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I just want to The interrupt. Taliban were better people. <laughs> I just want to interrupt, because there's, there's a remarkable sort of Venn diagram of YIMBYs and people of 25 and under. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean, now, again, carry on as the worst people you've ever seen. Carry on. London plays its part in that. Too, yeah, I bet it does. Be sure. These are the sort of people who post on Reddit that they get upset when they're dragged out into nature. So this chap here is saying that okay, the current plan is to build three hundred thousand homes. It'll take fifty years to fill the housing shortage by doing that. 
tackling Ixuna would require 442,000 homes per year. Uh, and then we need to, for the next 25 years, or 654,000 homes per year and to get the housing shortage done in a decade. That's I'm going to cover more of this in my segment. Because this <laughs> and he says, he says here, brownfield is not enough. And to clear up, um, brownfield is when you're taking industrial areas, places that have already been built upon, and building houses there. So he's saying, we can't take the areas that have already been industrialized and maybe have some rotting carcass of a warehouse on it that we can knock down and build houses there. We have to start paving over the fields, lad. That's right. I'm an environmentalist. The areas that are listed as areas of outstanding natural beauty have to go. <laughs> All right. Okay. This is this man's proposal. To if you wanted to fix the housing shortage, you'd have to do that. Thank you, you Mr. Just want to build, if you just want to build houses. Okay. Um, a local man was quite angry at this because he quite likes England, in a minority in London, and uh, he responded by saying, "James, when will you and priced out UK start campaigning to stop immigration <laughs> so young people can get on the property ladder?" And this this twerp responds, that was "Amazing, because we're not." An immigration campaign, Jack. We're a housing campaign. You have got him there. He's, he's like, well, great point. What's There's the literally word? no connection between immigration and housing because immigrants all live on the streets. They, they do. They, they, <laughs> they migrate. Well, they've got they no choice because the there aren't enough houses being built. I mean, they, they float. I don't, <laughs> just like, like, immigrants don't sleep. They're constantly manning the NHS. What, like, like, what does James think is happening? They're all sorting out your feet and your ass. You know, don't you notice? Uh, yeah, um, it doesn't make any bloody sense, of course. He just responds, well, you're ineffectual and useless and wrong. Obviously. So. Sh shut it, because that's mad. But the Gimbies, as a tribe, tribe little dick, they were very upset at how dare he say such a thing and, and call them out. So they went into a, a brief frenzy, and, and this is a lot of noticing happening in a very small period of time. So the Gimbies here, for example, this one responded, this is anti-growth Malthusian nonsense. I, what? I, I don't actually... Just for a moment, I hate people who just say things. Like, speak English. <laughs> like, no, just... no, no, no. I, I, I mean, I know what Malthusianism yeah. is, because I think most people probably learned about it in school, but... I'm stuck up your ass. So Th Thomas Malthus was, I think, he was a 19th century philosopher. who was like, oh my gosh, if the population keeps growing like this, we're all going to die. And actually, we didn't all die. Well, I, I think... I'm not richer for knowing that. Well, to, to, to be fair to him, to, to put it in the best faith possible, I think at the time that he was writing, it was pretty much true because of the lack of development in agricultural processes. Yeah. But when we started to learn how to, you know, diversify, uh, expand the productivity of particular bits of labor but using if, technology, this whole, thing, food. this whole thing called the Industrial Revolution happened. N not many people have heard of it. Um, <laughs> that meant that actually a lot... Well, more those that have considered it a mistake. A lot, a lot of people uh, can live on. Yes. Uh, I was, I was only pausing to say, man stuck up his own ass because no, no normal person talks like that. But he, he goes on to say, you would never say to fix the housing crisis, you must slow population growth and lower the birth rates, even though it has the exact same logic as blaming immigration. You know why I would never say that, Mister Kokensian? It's because that's already happened. There is no <laughs> the birth, birth rate is already negative, so I don't need to say that because that's the exact same thing. Now to prevent the complete concreting over of my country, we need to lower the immigration. Simple as. Who cares? Oh, yeah. That's painful. But like the anti-growth thing, you worship graphs. You are part of a cult that worship graphs. Oh, no. And I'm totally anti-growth. Don't get me wrong. GDP must burn. I'm sorry, but I don't believe that. These people actually aren't pro-growth. They're not actually pro the country doing well. And that's why there are gimbies are a certain kind of curse. Hang on. Pro-growth, pro-the-country doing well. No one said these are the same thing. <laughs> Nobody said that these were in, in any way compatible. 
Pro-growth does not sure. mean the country did. What does growth mean exactly? And for the us, GDP that, going that would mean you know pro-growth in the terms of, okay, well, uh, average salaries in real terms going up, therefore people are richer, maybe more kids, that would be growth. Well, when, when, slums, when I, I know, that's not what he When saying. I say they worship the graph, what I mean is that one graph of immigration figures after they adjusted it, skyrocketing off the edge of the graph, that gets them, oh, gets them going. But anyway, um, apparently uh, reporting people as genocide. Uh, I do like this tweet the response, which is someone just saying, personally, I think controlling the level of immigration isn't really anything akin to the same sort of enforced contraception or state euthanasia. But I'm an extremist, I guess. Which is just such a great point. Like, these Yimbis are, are so mad. They'll actually sit around and be like, don't you want to kill people? And I'm like, I just, I just want to say no on the border stamp to this guy. That's, I'm not want, killing him. <laughs> don't you want every square inch of this country to be filled by someone who was born elsewhere? Yeah. And as you can yeah. see, there's goes on former director of priced out uk yimby liberal which is someone eh. unironically calls themselves a yimby honestly you know, you know there was that spate of um left-wing activists in america getting the diversity experience <clears throat> like anna kasparian no, yeah and and others uh, that got it somewhat worse um i don't really have that much sympathy for them at yeah. first oh, i was yeah. like oh look at them but you talk more about like that that Antifa activist yeah, got yeah. murdered in the street. In front of his girlfriend. His girlfriend was like, well, at least I did my part. I mean, he was thing. white, so wasn't well, he asking for it, says the girlfriend? Yeah, that was basically her response. And, and I'm, when they get what happens when these things happen, I'm not going to be terribly sympathetic. Well, you'd have to build 654,000 houses every year for, for, for point of contention, just for people who don't know. We've never built 300,000 houses, the current target. Never been done. Even under the post-war period. Yeah, I'm going to go through them all. Didn't happen. Yeah. But anyway, so it's just, it's just not going to happen. But they will still sit here and be like, we can't close the borders. That would be death. <laughs> Britain will not survive. Be being yeah. fair, if there is one people who is adapted to packing themselves like sardines into tiny households, it is foreigners. You can and try. also Zoomers. Um, the last thing here is just someone else who decided to do the last ditch effort for the Yimby cause which is to make probably the best argument I've ever seen. Uh, we need the immigrants to build the houses for the immigrants. <laughs> right. I okay. It's yeah. a circular economy. It only makes sense. Anyone serious about building 600,000 homes? Not going to happen. It needs to know... <laughs> if you're not need... serious about building 600,000 homes, then just lower immigration then. Listen, anybody yeah. who's serious about catching that damn unicorn needs to listen <laughs> to me, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, not serious people. Not not a reduction in numbers, yes, but it would be impossible to build that many houses without visas for construction workers. So if we don't get the foreigners to build the houses, we don't have enough houses to house the foreigners that we're getting to. Oh my God. Yeah, but just just endless circle in which you eat. Unbelievable genius. But I think there's also some good uh, some good jokes. I mean, this is your average pro immigration yimby. Uh, fourth years masters in physics pronouns upside down. Yeah, liberal yimby, liberal reform. Jesus, Christ. anime banner. 23. So I have some advice. Um, know the difference, of course. Some, some good uh, PR here, public <laughs> relations. Anti-immigration Yimbis, safety, kinship, order, prosperity. Some nice AI-generated versions of the future. Well, that's, that, that's the thing. I actually, uh, there are some good faith, sensible Yimbis who are like, yes, we close the borders, then we knock down all of the horrible buildings and build beautiful buildings with union flags everywhere. Yeah, but how's that Yimby? That's just like what we should do generally. Yeah, I, like. I agree. <laughs> But that's uh, you know we build Jerusalem or whatever you know, yeah. in England. That's, that's could we have a nice country, please? Well, we rebuild Atlantis, which I'm told from <laughs> reliable sources. It was in Doggerland, I tell you, it actually was. 
And then the, the open borders, Yimby, delusional, um, just mad person, uh, clearly needs uh, some kind of medication, and um, has some real-world images of what they proposed and done, which is bad. Suspicious <laughs> over-representation <laughs> of homosexuals. Well, yes. Okay. Will more swarthy young men to booger? Question mark. Who knows? Who knows? Might be the other way around. But anyway, my point being that that uh, normie noticing is is a very fun sport because the things they notice are comically easy to fix, and I it, sometimes it really is that easy. I mean, the best one being uh, Bakeley over here, who's just bragging about like, oh yeah, we used to be the most dangerous country on earth. We put them all in jail. I saw this too. This creepy to org. Right? This posts like usually like horror stories. And they've posted this, a prison in El Salvador. Yeah, I know. That looks great. That's fantastic. That's, that's the opposite of a horror story. That's a success story. Which is why Bikini's retweeting it. Honestly, if I was running for any kind of high political office in this country, that would be my, that would be my first campaign poster. This, but in England. This yeah. for us. <laughs> They're all Barry's. It's not the Barry's, is it? Anyway, but this, you know, he says here, world's highest herd and murder rate equals world's highest amount of murderers. Solution, put them in jail so they can't kill anymore. Result, world's highest incarceration rate, but also safest country in Western Hemisphere. It's not rocket science. And that is true for the other examples we've gone through, because the things a normie can notice are very base, but also incredibly easy to fix. Like, you know, shh, you don't, no, no, you don't have to talk to your family out loud on FaceTime every day. Um, ever, in fact, actually, when you're on the bus, you just, you just do it when you're at home. Just do it at home. So, you know, they won't, they won't um, bother if you insist that no, the English are upset about that. Um, the, the house building thing, that's easy to fix too. Literally, you just close the borders. And many others. Point being, um, enjoy your hunting of, of the normies. Let them know. But my God, is it good fun. Right here. Well, I'm glad your segment was fun because my segment's been yeah. furious. I, I love whenever you pull, uh, pull up the Bukele thing, that image. Is, is torture for lefties because yeah. they look at it and they think two things. They either think, oh no, the poor murderers, or they think, <laughs> with an incarceration rate that high, how are we supposed to reform them all? You, that's not what prisons are for. That's, that, that, that's kind of a post-hoc leftist thing where prisons, no, they're there to keep murderers off the streets. Prison is divine justice. It's punishment. They've got to suffer anyway. I won't go. <laughs> You've um, been watching Calvin. No, no, I haven't. This is my own genuine thoughts okay. after looking into all of this. But like, yeah, not enough people are suffering, frankly. But anyway, <clears throat> we'll move on. No, no, I'm, I'm serious. He means the bad people. Let God sort them out. No, 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 no. I, I mean, a lot I'm, of people. I, just generally, everyone. I think the world needs more suffering. I mean, it, to be fair, if you're of a divine mind, <laughs> vote for me. <laughs> if you're of a divine mind, then yeah, the, the noose or the uh, guillotine is basically sending them to the next level of yeah. judgment. Just a bit faster than they've got there naturally. I have a much more sophisticated thesis why around why people need to suffer, but I'll save it for another time. Um, anyway, so I am really sick of people being like, "Labour are going to increase immigration, bro." How would they do it? I'm pretty sure we're actually at capacity. I think the only thing that's stopping the Conservatives from increasing immigration even further is the number of flights that come into Britain at this point. Yeah, I mean, maybe the paperwork. You yeah, have to write a possibly the <laughs> the automated stamping process. At the they get rid of that stamping part. That would right. Yeah. They, they could always commandeer pensioners' cruises and take them <laughs> to the channel and it, it, instead. They will try and commandeer pensioners' houses, which is actually something I didn't stack in the immigrants. But anyway, like the old days. <laughs> so th this segment is just going to be really, really infuriating. Um, but I think the conservatives deserve it, frankly. 
Uh, but before we begin, go sign up at com. Use 50% uh, the Crusade code to get 50% of gold tier. I'll get that right. <laughs> I, f I don't feel so bad about <laughs> Yeah, well. Um, I'm and, laughing, uh, I'll probably trip up over it in the next segment as well. Yeah, it's, it's, my brain was like three steps ahead of where my mouth was supposed to be. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I've gone now, sorry. Anyway, go sign up, send Calvin some uh, questions for fatherly advice, and uh, check it out. So, <laughs> just I'm giving up on the. the <laughs> that was no information. <laughs> You're right. That was no information. There's a thing. Hope you find it. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on to the thing that I hate: <laughs> <laughs> the Conservative Party. Just look at this, right? So they posted this a couple of months ago, and I saved it just so I was just. I'll get to this. I will get to this. You cannot trust Keir Starmer to tackle immigration. Spit. I want to spit. By the way, spit. How much more open can the borders get, realistically? This reminds me of uh, the OnlyFans girls finding God and deciding that they're, um, they're a born-again virgin. The conservatives, they're trying to shut that hole <laughs> that's been open for far too long. But like the idea that the conservatives have any ground on which to criticize Keir Starmer. I mean, they're the ones who have been in power for 14 years. They're the ones who made the country look like this. But they have a whole thread here. Keir Starmer says immigration was racist. So do you. So do you. That's literally the position of like half the Conservative Party. Like, what the hell? Well, their family needs to need to get into this country yeah, yeah, somehow. Yeah. So, what the hell's wrong with people? Keir Starmer campaigned to stop us removing dangerous foreign criminals from the UK. Well, A, so what? You had a massive majority, and B, they're all still here, minus like 3,000 of them or something. I have 180,000 that are here. Even the Rochdale child rapists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're bumping into their victims in the supermarket. It's like, ah. We're not even talking about Romanian pickpockets. Like, yeah. You can't even get rid of the worst people. You, you can't get rid of Jamaican murderers and rapists. Like they're still here because of like human rights law. You can't get rid of a man who tries to murder somebody so that he can get deported. Yes. <laughs> just, how much clearer can it get? I, I mean, you know, I, how, what, what worse could Keir Sama do? Can Twitter put in a downvote thing? Because I, I just I need to hate. All that's of that's what the ratioing is uh, in all of the things. Everything the conservatives base this ratio. Keir Starmer does not believe migrants working illegally in the UK should be prosecuted. You're paying for them to live in a hotel at my expense, and it's like, oh, and you're like, oh, but if they if they get a job at Deliveroo, sorry, you're giving them my money. I'd rather they worked so they at least had some of their. They're not like total dependence on the state. But of course, why are they here? Keir Starmer never voted for our plan to stop the boats and have that go. How many boats got stopped? Not many. Not many, right? Illegal immigration is unfair and has cost this country too much for too long. I know it's the bait and switch there. Keir Starmer's going to be bad on immigration. Look at this illegal immigration that we're doing virtually nothing to change. This, this feels like a really poorly applied version of like Saul Alinsky, accuse your opponents of what you're doing. Like, yes. They're, trying, they're going like, ah, oh, let's use these radical tactics. You suck at it. Yeah. You're terrible at it if that's what you're trying to do. But Lord give me strength is all I come away from this with. It's just so insufferable that I thought we'd just go through some of the facts on this and just be like, okay, at what point could Keir Starmer do worse? Could we like, just say for a minute, it's never been more clear that the Conservative Party strategy is to campaign against themselves. Yes. Like that's actually how they think they're going to get re-elected. Um, yes. Yeah, imagine if uh, we did the things that we've already done. So 
Keir Starmer wants the open borders that we've got. Maybe. You've been in charge for, what, 14 years now? Yeah. For, I... part too, for too long, things have gone wrong. For anyone who, who's been sleeping under a rock, uh, 1.2 million immigrants in last year, for some reason. Just unbelievable amount. This makes net migration 672,000 because half a million are leaving because they're like, God, this place. Uh, I think not. Look, there's too many foreigners. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. Unironically, I've had conversations with taxi drivers. Yeah, can't blame. They literally say this. Yeah. And it's like, this country's going, going to hell, man. I'm going to have to go back to India. It's like, okay. Uh, just, you know, I mean, this is me reassuring the hell out of the conservatives. Uh, you did this because you did do this. I mean, just what the hell are you thinking? Just look at. Just look at it. I like I like the drop off of British. Some of the Brits coming back, going yeah. like, "Oh, I can't wait to get back." Ooh, never mind. Yeah, 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 screw this place. Yeah, like within a couple of months of oh, the immigration's down. Great, I'm coming back. No, not anymore. Right. Anyway, so we can see that this has changed the country. Go to lowseas.com, watch this, where we're just going through old footage of what Britain used to look like and comparing it to what it looks like now. Um, you don't even have to go back that far because no. we go all the way to the 90s. Um, yes. Daisy actually sent me. Maybe I should have sent it to you. It's a BBC story about Valentine's Day in 1997 in Clapham. Oh, yeah. And they're interviewing people. And I'm just like, so what Clapham looks like? Yep. Because all of this has happened in the last 25 years. That recently. Uh, anyway, so what's the government doing? Well, they're going to be paying TikTok stars to post videos urging the channel migrants. Not to come. Mate. Mate. How does Drutka... That's not on, mate. Yeah, Drutka must get paid for this. These are not channel migrants. Nope. How does that affect that? So you think the TikToks were going to affect the channel migrants? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> but the point is, <clears throat> even if they did, even if somehow <clears throat> the Conservatives have lucked into a winning strategy to end the, the channel invasion by getting people to make TikToks about it, which is actually the way that they're increasing uh, channel. To, to, be, to be fair, if I was on a boat and got to the coast and saw an army of TikTokers waiting, I'd think, nah, I'm going to turn around as well. That would be yeah. far too annoying. Guess who they're paying, though? Um, Foreign TikTokers. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. £15,000 has been dedicated to paying influencers in Egypt and Vietnam. <laughs> the budget for Turkish, Iraqi, and Indian influencers has yet to be decided. But a total of half a million has been signed off for these five countries. Just, just think about the, the craziness of that. And they're like, oh yeah, by the way, Keir Starmer's going to be worse on migration. It's like, there's just no such thing. I there need, is no such thing as being worse than you. I need to invest in a clown nose for one appearances <laughs> on this bloody podcast. A Vietnamese TikToker is going to get an email from the home office yeah. saying, bro, could you help stop the channel migrant? He's be like... A channel. Yeah, I don't know what you'll, <laughs> you'll put it through the Google Translator and be like, okay, and then seven thousand pounds. Uh, yeah, I'll do yeah. it. It does all the videos in Vietnamese. Yeah, as if Vietnamese channel migrants have been the problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, what did you throw dot at a map? Like, for Christ's sake. Anyway, so let's carry on with the uh, the Conservatives' wonderful anti-labor propaganda. All of this has just been a thorough embarrassment. I mean. You did this, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I, ha I hate to say we're going to be talking about home building. I'm not in favor of concreting over the country, as everyone knows. But numbers have to equalize if you don't want things to go spiraling downhill. 
So they're like, oh, well, he won't build 100,000 new homes, but he will have 100,000 illegal immigrants. You, you are those. You are that. But, but You are exactly that. To be fair, they're arguing that they will let the 100,000 illegal immigrants <laughs> and then build the homes. No, they won't build the homes and they will leave them in the immigrants. It's insufferable, right? So anyway, let's, let's have a look at the, uh, the numbers then. Right, so a quarter of the country is now foreign, right? Ooh, just, just sorted. Uh, but let's have a look at the uh, housing supply, right? So I'm just going to pull out immigration numbers from, uh, this is from the government's own uh, website, obviously. Um, but basically, between 1991 and 2000, 1. 1.5 million houses were built. So that's about 200,000 a year. From tw 2000 to 2010, another 1. 1.5 million houses were built. So that brings us to 3 million houses. And then between 2010 and 2019, 1.4 million houses were built. So probably about 1.7 at most. If it, and it's been a very consistent rate. As you said, they've never hit the 300,000 target. It's always been 200,000 or lower. So let's just say 1.6,000. So that basically means, and by the way, right, the population of Britain in 1991, the population of England and Wales was 49 million. It's now 59 million. So they have brought in 10 million extra people and built four and a half million houses. Obviously, the price of your houses is going to go up, right? And so you didn't do it. You didn't do the thing that you said you were going to do. But recently, it's like, well, we're going to build in the brownfield sites, like you were saying earlier. It's like, yep, yep, I'm sure you will. That's literally the only thing to do. But listen to, listen to Rishi Sunak's comment here. I understand people's anger when they dream of home when the dream of home ownership feels too far away, especially for the younger generations. But we know there's much more to do. But solving the housing challenge, we must ask not just how many, but where. How about India? Yeah, I mean we could build the homes there if you want. Yeah. How about Africa? Africa's colossal and the least populated continent. Africa's massive. There's hardly anyone there per square mile. Like, isn't England, I think it's like third or something, the most popular. I think it's the sixth, but then you've got like island or city states. Yeah. Like, you know, fake countries. Luxembourg and stuff like this, you know, it's tiny, tiny countries. But England's like a proper place. Yes. It's still one of the most densely populated places on that Luxembourg. Yes. Well, I mean, you're not real. Well, you're, you're some sort of like, you know, Italian city state that's got sort of protectorate. And state. there's Andorra in Spain. You know, yeah, stuff like that. Well, yeah, no, no, no. What do you think Luxembourg is? No, no, I'm not saying it's Luxembourg. Oh, like, right. Um, <laughs> or San Marino you know, and Yeah, San Marino and right? stuff like that. You know, <laughs> the, these places are technically more densely populated yeah, by, by millionaires because they've got yachts. Mm. Uh, but England is an actual country. So, yes. But, you know, so Rishi Sunak uh, is, says, right, well, I mean, we've got to do this. But, uh, but where? But where? So anyway, moving on. That's one conservative failure. Let's move on to the next conservative failure. Um, this is a take that you see from people. Yeah. Immigration is not the reason you can't get a hospital appointment. <clears throat> Immigration is the only reason you can get a hospital appointment. But I can't get a hospital appointment. There were no hospitals. I had to wait 17 hours. After 17 hours, they were like, yeah, you've got 21 hours left. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? What? And that, was the, that wasn't even an appointment. That was an emergency ward. Yeah. You know, I've got a broken arm. I'm going to have to sit here for two days to try and get it treated. An NHS is the oh, I'm sure he means the NHS, but maybe English isn't his first language. Uh, the NHS no, give you that impression. No, Nafsi Absol speaks English fluently. I've seen him do it, so I don't know why he's failing. The NHS only is is surviving on immigrant doctors, nurses, and sports staff. Uh, so if you want to blame someone, think who's in power. Well, I mean that is true. The people in power are responsible for this problem, 
but that is also not true. But if we want to blame someone and think who's in power, what, the most diverse conservative cabinet ever? Yes, there is. They are the people in power. But to be fair, they haven't always been in power. The entire Conservative Party is guilty of this for the last 40 years. So, I mean, One that was diversified in the mid-2000s by David Cameron. We can just go back and just see the raw number of foreigners in the country. And actually, back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, the doctors would come to your house when you wanted... I know, you <laughs> look at your face. <laughs> like, doctors would come to your house. You'd ring them up and say, excuse me, Mr. Smith or Dr. Smith, uh, I have a problem with whatever. Could you please come and help me and have a look at it? And so they would, oh, yeah, I'll come over on Tuesday if that's okay. Yeah, brilliant. It's back when you had to pay for healthcare? No, this is under the NHS, obviously, right? And this is even before Carl's time. This, this isn't, not, well, I was born in 79, so I don't remember it. I remember my parents telling me about this, right? But I this, this isn't like in the 19th century where you're playing, paying for the doctors. No, this is the NHS, right? They used to come to your house. And the NHS didn't have all of these I've, problems. I've, I've, I've said before, the NHS... And to, to the be NHS fair, used to work. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> it used to work. The actual, the actual population in sheer numbers of British people mm. in this country um, is basically the same, if not slightly less, yeah. than it was back then. So the oh, NHS... exactly the numbers yeah, there. The NHS would probably work fine yeah. if it was just British people. Yeah. Uh, and so, as if we couldn't run an NHS by ourselves, even though within living memory, it used to be quite good, actually. <laughs> Moving on. So I thought we'd just uh, look at the NHS workforce. So, I mean, we covered, in fact, there we go. right, so just going back to this, 25% uh, of the country is not English or Welsh. So, okay, fair enough. Uh, so let's go back to the NHS workforce. Uh, they, they say that uh, of, out of NHS staff whose ethnicity was known, 74.3% were white, and 25.7% were from ethnic minority groups. Well, that really, uh, that really maps up quite well, doesn't it? Almost to the decimal point. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so if these people weren't here, then the NHS could be scaled back to this proportionate to the, the normal population of the country. And you wouldn't have to deal with any scams. So yeah. It's a Nigerian scam. Perfect. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> but what about if we um, if we speak specifically about London? Is this the right thing? No, uh, NHS staff from overseas, for example. So um, in non in the non UK London residents, uh, more than four in ten usual residents. In, oh, sorry, no, this is the London. Uh, four in ten usual residents in London were not UK born, and one in five had a non UK passport. This is, of course. London being 37% white British, so basically meaning 37% English, 40% uh, foreign, and 23% have a non-UK passport. Right. So you might think, okay, well, London's, London's NHS must be representative of that percentage. If immigrants are holding up the NHS, then London's NHS must be 63% non-white British. Well, if they're holding it up... It wouldn't be equivalent. It, it would be higher even. Even that, right? So it turns out that actually, and it's from this uh, thing anyway, um, that actually in London, only 30% of the staff report a non-British nationality. So they are so massively underrepresented in London's NHS. Yeah. that it makes you wonder where they're getting their numbers from. Anyway, and this is these are numbers from the, the House of Commons Library. Like, I'm not, like, going some, like, weird crackpot... Oh, it's Parliament. 
Maybe I am. Um, <laughs> I've got you there. But anyway, so the, the, you, this was what you were talking about um, very briefly, as uh, Maven has got his little commentary on this. Uh, NHS nurses being investigated for industrial-scale fraud. What's happening? Well, um, they're getting someone to take the tests for them in Nigeria, paying them however, I don't even know what the currency in Nigeria is, um, however many Nigerian pennies is required to get them to do this. And so now you have the certificate fraudulently, and then you get sent, you get to come over to the UK because they're like, God, we need those foreigners to prop up our NHS, even though there's literally no evidence. And then that. you give grandma an infection. Uh, well, no, it's, I mean, God, that's probably the least of the problems. Do you really want a bunch of Nigerian doctors and nurses with... Who aren't doctors and nurses? Yeah. Going, right, okay, good luck, doctor. He's just like... <laughs> you know, like, I mean, only I hadn't qualified as a dentist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why, why did I sign up for a proctologist? Uh, <laughs> but anyway, get, I, I like this. Get caught out in a rare moment of bureaucratic competency. Oh, my God. Right? We don't know what the qualifications of all of the rest of them are like. Because, I mean, weirdly enough, I mean, have you ever seen, like, foreign driving tests? They're not the same. They're not the same. Right? I, I remember seeing... Um, I know someone who bribed their way to getting their license. I remember seeing years ago an Egyptian one, and it's literally moved the car backward and forward. And it was just <laughs> oh, like... <come> on. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, right, that's what's the, good. What, what's the accident rate on the roads? In I, I, I can only imagine it's really low uh, because diversity is a strength. Anyway, so how does this work out for the NHS? Well, it's just one of the worst healthcare systems in the world by the metrics, by like the well, results. Yeah, and that's, that's after the people get treated, right? We're not talking about the people waiting. Once you get treated, it's one of the worst things you've ever done. So when David Cameron's like, hey, guys, what we're going to do is we're going to bring kids from Gaza over to get treated by the NHS. It's like, David, we know you support Israel. They've suffered like, enough. Yeah, they've <laughs> suffered enough. You know? It's like, no, please you know, send me back. I, I don't support the genocide, David. Hello, kids. We've got you a load of nurses from Nigeria. <laughs> do they have qualifications? Well, they say they do. It is like... Doesn't, doesn't all this compound as well? Because you yes. get the numbers coming in, putting more strain on the system, get people committing fraud to come and work here then you go there they've committed fraud so they don't know how to fix you so you go in you're not fixed and then you have to come back in the week after and say i'm listen i'm still ill i'm still dying i'm still bleeding you didn't actually stitch anything <laughs> up you put a plaster on it and then you're there again and the cycle carries on and on and on yeah i mean the only place that was worse is the u.s which is probably the only place on earth that has more immigration than britain actually Just, yeah. i'm not saying there's necessarily a causation there Although they're obviously, I think Canada also has an enormous amount of immigration. So yeah, yeah, but ours is the second worst, as you can see, with only the US uh, being worse. But whose is the best? Japan, by a goddamn metric mile. Whew. And who has the least amount of immigration on that graph? Um, That's really weird. Really weird. But yeah, we the, the NHS is terrible. Um, also, look at the trend that's going on here. So the red dot is 2018, black 2019, mm -hmm. uh, blue 2020. So with uh, America, mm -hmm. it's getting worse quite considerably. Uh, Britain, uh, UK, it's getting worse. Japan is getting better. Yeah. It's Australian, New Zealand, Japan, and Italy for some reason. Denmark as well. But France has really fallen. But interestingly, Denmark's like, yeah, we're going to start cracking down on immigration. And suddenly the health service starts getting better. I just can't explain it. Uh, and I'm not saying there's necessary causation. It's just, why are you inflicting this on people? Anyway, moving on. So let's go, go back to the NHS waiting times just uh, 
to give some actual numbers to the 20, well, no, it's literally 48 hours you need to wait to get into A&E. Uh, as of December 2023, there were 7.6 million people on waiting lists. Before the pandemic, it was 4.6 million. Uh, around 3.3 million of these have been waiting over 18 weeks for an appointment. Again, doctors used to come to your house. Uh, 337,000 of these have been waiting over a year for treatment. Uh, and <clears throat> the median waiting time for treatment is 15 weeks. And then yeah, when you get, I get treated... Cancer, I'd rather not be here. Yeah. But then when you get treated, the, the treatment's the second worst in the world. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Incredible, isn't it? But anyway, the reason for the 12-hour waits in A&E isn't because people don't speak English in these places anymore. It's because we're systematically underfunding the NHS. Another canard that is obviously not true because we can just go and literally look at the budget annually. Going See, up these, in real terms. These are the additional COVID spending. But yes, the budget has just been going up and is continued to be forecast to go up forever. And that's in real terms. So yes, it does it take inflation into account. Lovely. There's no saving the NHS because of what we're doing to it. What the Tories do. Anyway, thank God for all that economic growth, eh? Yeah, that was worth it. Things may be getting worse, but trust me, the migrants will prop up the economy even if they don't work in the NHS. This is standard conservative doctrine. Yeah. You get people That's in, economy grow. The stupidest Million thing in, ever. Economy shrank. I mean, I'm, I'm no logician but a basic syllogism of that should be enough to, cons to persuade the entire Conservative Party that's just not the case. right? It should just be, again, starkly obvious, but what can you do? This is why I said the one graph that they're actually worshipping is that immigration graph. They're seeing yeah. it literally go off the charts and say, yeah. well, we must be doing something right. Yeah. It doesn't matter how it's connected to other things. Uh, but anyway, so then you get this, again, just unbelievable. Uh, Rishi's plan for the economy is sound. Reduce borrowing, reduce debt, reduce inflation. Uh, that hasn't happened. What are you talking about? I don't know those things have happened. He's been in charge. He was, the, <laughs> what was it, the chancellor before he, he became He was the chancellor of the exchequer under Boris. And, I mean, I mean, it's only two and a half trillion. Oh, thank God. Is, is that a lot? <laughs> Does, I, I'm not good with numbers. Yeah, I would have worried if you'd said two and a half trillion, but because you, you put only <laughs> in yeah. front of it. Yeah. I'm reassured. <laughs> I don't know. But it also doesn't look like it's going to go down. So, you know, I'm, I don't think, I don't really think you can blame. I mean, look at when Labour were in charge, when it was 500 billion. Oh, the good old days. <laughs> yeah, but no, literally, the good old days is now when Tony Blair was in charge. Like, anyway, halving inflation. Uh, no, you didn't do it. The Bank of England does it because they're the ones responsible for it. So Rishi Sunak gets community noted on his brag. Obviously not true. Never mind. Uh, inflation is, of course, outrageous. Oops, absolutely outrageous. Um, the consumer price index, all these other measures of inflation. I'm not going to go into this. But I kind of hate how this it, is all reported because it's like, oh, it's only 4% now, which people then yeah. think, well, what do you do with that? Well, that's, that's compounded on what it was previously. So it was 10, 12, 11, 4. And you think, well, that, that's that problem solved then. Well, that's, that's, also, that's also double the Bank of England's general target as well. 2%, which, is, yeah. which, which is the 2%, which yeah. we're always told by expert economist, uh, economists mm. is um, what's, what's the best rate of inflation because that means that you can get a good rate of investment into mm. the country. But what that means, again, is that you're just constantly inflating the budget. You're constantly inflating the debt that we owe. You're constantly printing a certain amount of money, which is going to well, be having to be paid out again sometime in the future, maybe. So 
I, anybody ever called in the debts? So it turns out that I'm, I'm no economist, right? But if you have a certain number of, a certain amount of money, and then a certain number of resources, there's, a, there's some sort of mechanism that connects them together. And if I inflate the currency supply. Yeah, then that, that makes everyone have more money, but the money itself worth less. But what happens if you reduce the resource supply? Oh, that's even, that's good. Because that's what happened when we went to war. With, well, we didn't go to war when Russia declared war on Ukraine. And we were like, right, okay, well, we will uh, boycott Russia and, uh, and make sure there's no peace deal. And of course, who did that? Well, Boris did that, actually. Make sure that that's the case. So you can thank Boris for that. And this is what Nadine Doris and, says. And he does want book. us to go and die. Oh, yeah, yeah. As, I mean, as, as well. You know, yeah. he, he's making sure that he knows, that we know, that he would definitely be first in the front line. Harry, I know that you are desperate to die for the global regime well, in Ukraine. Hang on. When but, I see Boris, but, I think, what a trustworthy looking man. I'll stop, do what he suggests. Harry, stop thinking of your own glory, okay? This is the problem. Sorry. You're desperate to die in Boris's war while he's on a beach saying, no, guys, you need to do this. But how is grandma going to afford her heating bills and her food after you're dead? You're so selfish wanting this war to persist. Well, R Rashid will do it somehow, <laughs> I assume. Yeah, and so, yeah, anyway, the conservatives were like, well, we're going to triple fines for employing illegal immigrants. Why are they here? Why is there a single illegal immigrant in this country? Just pick them up and deposit them wherever they came from. That's all you need to do. But for some reason, the conservatives, like, of course, again, got this. Eisenhower did it across a much vaster expanse of land with 750 guys in the 50s. When <laughs> The thing about this is, okay, don't employ illegal immigrants. You know exactly who the illegal immigrants are. And I know you know because you're going to start finding people for having illegal immigrants, but also you're paying for them and you know where they live because I can walk past the hotels in which they're in. Like, don't, believe, <laughs> don't be like, oh, we, we just can't find them, bro. No, no, you know exactly who they are and where they are and what they're doing. Like, sorry, you're the one, like, your bureaucratic apparatus accounts for all of these people. And they're like, yeah, but they've got to be total dependence on the state. Why? Why? Right? Anyway, so everything's going great, by the way, at the uh, asylum centers. As the BBC had to report, uh, everything's great. It's just nightly fights and stuff because this is Maybe these are hoping the problem will solve itself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hoping like a warlord will take control of it or something. Maybe I don't know. It's just insufferable. And so when asked, people are like, yeah, actually, everything's going down the tubes, right? And it's under the Conservatives. They've done this, and they have the gall to say, by the way, it's going to be worse under Labour. I don't think it will be actually. I think it'll be exactly the same at worst because you can't make this worse. But anyway, you know, according to a YouGov poll, 80 or how much, what percent was it? No, like 75% of people things were, said things were either much worse or some were worse. Only 1% of people thought the party had left the country in a much better state. I want to meet them. I want to meet those 1%. I want to meet them. So on what metric? Well, the Yimbies are like, well, we've got more buildings. Well, look, coma patients are hard to find, but they don't know what's happened in the last five years. Well, no, this gives us the Yimby constituency. Yeah, it's 1% of the country God, because yeah. they're young and stupid and they don't know anything outside of London. There we go. And so anyway, they're going to get a good kicking. You were big on this the other day, weren't you? Um, good news. <laughs> it's good to be great news. If you're a disaffected <clears throat> conservative, please don't vote Labour. Labour are still evil. Uh, and will ruin the country, uh, just the same as the Conservatives already are. Yeah, but it's just going to be proportionate. Uh, if the Conservative voters just don't vote, right. and the Labour voters do vote, you'll still end up with a graph like this. Now, this is just one poll, although I have to say, Redfield and Wil Wilton have been pretty good in the past. They're one of my favoured polling uh, places. There are other polls that say, well, hang on a second, it's just going to be a landslide defeat in which... <laughs> 
the Labour Party have a, a majority of 50 to 60 seats, which would uh, give them the power that the Conservatives currently have to do whatever it is they like. So either way, it's looking for a pretty bad defeat. And would Labour do something about immigration? Maybe. Tony Blair's probably like, why is it a million? It's meant to be at half a million. That was what I set for the long, unstoppable destruction of the country. It's entirely possible that Labour will get net migration to 200,000 a year, which would be a significant improvement of the Conservatives. So I know I'm going on on this, but this just... No, it wouldn't, though, because, of course, that's like saying inflation has dropped to 4% per year. Yes. That's a rate of change. Yes. The, so, but the having the rate of change slower, possibly better... But I mean, it depends how much of an accelerationist you are. But just, I mean, the house supply versus house demand doesn't actually get equalized yeah. by bringing it down to 200,000. So the, totally true. the gap still gets worse every year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still going to be net, obviously. So you are correct. But um, I don't know. It just feels like net 200,000 is better than net 700,000. <laughs> Why? I don't know. You still can't get anything. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, so no, they're both going to be just as terrible as each other. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm dead inside now. Yeah, uh, I know. Right. Thanks, bro. Cheers. I know. I just, I'm so tired of both. Yeah. No, I, I imagine that if you're like a beaten dog, that brief reprieve from kicks every five minutes <laughs> yeah, 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 or so yeah, yeah. is yeah. going to feel like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. That's the kind of logic that we're operating by at the moment. Just but kicking the- me instead of stabbing my balls. This is much. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the goal of them to be like, oh, those guys are going to be bad on immigration. You know, it's like, you know, it's it's just like Fred West being like, careful, I don't trust that guy. You know, like, you know, like are you serious? A bit shifty, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's move on. All right, I'm going to try and bring a smile back. Good. I'm going to try and regain that life that has been slowly drained from me over the past half hour, because God, that segment went on for ages, Carl. I apologize. Thank you very much. Give us the good news. Uh, well, it's that you're already paying reparations. <laughs> if you're in America... <laughs> You're already paying reparations. I'm sorry. You probably already know this, but you know the amount of money that goes into welfare that's coming out of your taxes. But there are other sneakier forms of reparation as well, which I have been made aware of recently, which I think are terrible, yes, but also slightly hilarious. And I think we need to go over those. There are some horrible, tragic ones uh, because reparations can come in various forms. It's not just monetary reparations. It's also the reparations of having murderers walking the streets because it would be unfair to lock them up. And this is what you deserve because maybe you share the same skin color as maybe slavers from uh, 300, 400 years ago. That's what you Well, get. they've got us yeah. there. That's what you get. They've got us. I'm sorry, Whitey. That's just what you deserve. And um, the, the way that the left, especially in America, have been able to do this, and in Europe as well, is that they are experts at lawfare. I bet. They are absolutely incredible at lawfare and i think this is something that the right really needs to start to do uh because in the on the left there is a culture among the middle class leftists um of trying to get their kids to go to law school trying to get their kids to go into professions where they can make an active change an active difference by manipulating the law to uh, abusing legal statutes that already exist or if you're in the uh, if you're in the political system, trying to push new laws that are going to make it impossible to put prisoners behind bars, for instance, the right really needs to try and catch up with this. And if you do have a family and you're on the right wing and you're wanting to push your kids into doing something that will be good for them, try and do something that will be good for the culture. You should probably be trying to get them to go to law school. They will have a difficult time, 
Uh, if they're intelligent, they won't have a, a difficult time with all of the academic aspect of it. But the fact that you will be surrounded by communists will probably be the difficult part and will have lecturers and other people in the administration who don't like you. But realistically, we should be trying to form teams of lawyers, teams of experts, and teams who are amazing at manipulating the system so that we can try and fight back in this. And there are some examples on the right that I can point to, but not as many as I would like. If people, once I've given the examples, can name more for me, that would give me a little bit of hope. I'm not going to say no to hope. It's, it could be some copium, uh, but God damn it, I need it every now and again. Before I get into the details of this, on the website, Calvin has joined us recently as part of the Lotus Eaters. Calvin Robinson has been giving the good word and giving some talks. And if you're interested in being part of that because his show is behind the paywall, you can sign up now for £5 a month. Or if you're interested in going on gold tier where you'll be able to send in uh, messages to him, video messages, if you address them to him where he can answer your questions, uh, you can get 50% off for right now. And that'll be three months where it's 50% off and including upgrades if you're already signed up to the website. So please use code CRUSADE to take advantage of that deal. So some potentially good news first, which is that Republicans might do something relatively useful for once in America. I know, hold your shock. The right wing, ostensible right not wing. Even shock. I don't really believe you. Yeah, doing something <laughs> useful. Well, they've decided that they're going to try and do that thing that the left has been doing for decades, which is punish their enemies. And they have de House Republicans have decided that they're going to impeach. Uh, what's what? How do you say his name? Mayorkas is it Alejandro uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, who is the Homeland Security Secretary under Biden. They're impeaching him for his border policies or lack thereof. As we know, under the Biden administration, they have pulled back on pretty much all of the Trump border policies and as a result have record illegal immigration. It's kind of the opposite of in the UK. I know America has a lot of legal immigration, but their illegal immigration is off the charts. It's millions per year. It's absolutely ridiculous. And the Republicans said, hold up, we could actually try and do something about this and they and they all you know they all split their sides laughing at first, but then they actually try to do something, and as a result, they're trying to impeach him. Now, as far as this article from the New York Times says, this is something that's only been done to a sitting cabinet member rather than a sitting president once in the past, which was in 1878 to um, Ulysses S. Grant's one of his cabinet members. So it's something that's very rare, and Democrats are complaining that this isn't what you're supposed to do. You're Republicans. You're not supposed to do things. You're just supposed to let us ruin the country and then complain about it on Twitter, yeah. which is why it's completely unfair of them too. So in a 214 to 213 vote, Republicans barreled past the solid opposition of Democrats and reservations in their own ranks to make Mr. Mallorca as the first sitting cabinet secretary. So I have to interrupt. A 214 to 213 yep. vote. And they're like, they barreled past. Yep. It's the New York Times. It's the New York Times. Like that is the... I couldn't get any more narrow. <laughs> I, I, That's the narrowest vote it could possibly be. So the New York Times is complaining that it's partisan. I can't believe the Republicans would do this. Well, yeah, no, no, there's no, you should, there's right. a surge in migration, yes, but why well, should somebody be punished for trying to destroy the country? They're totally right. It is a partisan indictment because one side of the aisle is like, no, we don't have borders. What are you talking about? It's totally partisan because one side is totally in favor of their guy. And so the other side is like, look, can we have closed borders? It's like, no. Is our guy. I don't even think the Republicans want closed borders. Yeah, no, they, no. they just don't. Yeah, they not don't. all. Not all of them want millions of illegals streaming through the uh, through the border every year. But 
I tell you someone who does, and that's Joe Biden, who uh, condemned the House's vote, saying history will not look kindly on House Republicans for their blatant act of unconstitutional partisanship, which has targeted an honorable public servant in order to play petty political games. Because God damn it, that's what we do. And then he walked into a war. I just, I, I just, I've got nothing to say. I just can't stop laughing. Yeah, uh, they claim that they're... This is like the conservatives saying, hey, those guys are going to be dangerous on immigration. You know? It claims for some reason that the charges broke, uh, break with history by failing to identify any offense, but then they go on to um, list the charges against him. So that's an interesting way of doing this ar- uh, of, of lying. argument. Yep, yep. Yeah. So uh, they say, first of the two charges approved on Tuesday accuses Mr. Mallorcas of replacing Trump-era policies such as the program commonly called Remain in Mexico. I still love the simplicity. Yeah, of that name. Just remain in Mexico. Please hold your horses, lads. Which required many migrants to wait at the southwestern border for their court dates with catch and release policies that allowed migrants to roam free in the United States. Because you catch them, you release them, and then hope that they show up. Fishing for crows. That they show back up. You know, okay, yeah, I've caught a big fish, right? I'm going to throw him back in. Fine. He comes from the river. <laughs> like, you know, it makes sense. This is his natural environment, yeah. damn it. Catch and release back into, you know, Guatemala or something. Okay, that would make sense. Catch and release onto the bank. <laughs> it's not catch and release. Anyway, sorry. Well, yeah, they, they let people roam. The second article accuses him of breaching the public trust by misrepresenting the state of the border and stymieing congressional efforts to investigate him. And I can't take all the lies, man. I know. I know. And uh, on Tuesday, just hours before the vote, the U.S. Border Patrol released new data showing that the number of migrants illegally crossing the United States border with Mexico plummeted by 50% in January compared with December. But December was an all-time high. <coughs> and the records have reached record levels during the Biden administration. So the, the, the Republicans, as I said, in response to all this, have decided that they're going to actually try and do something. With such a narrow margin and having to go through the Senate, I believe, as well, it's probably not going to get anywhere. But at least they're actually trying to do something. And it's very rare that the right tries to do that. Like I say, there are a few examples of lawfare being employed by the right. And uh, one that I'm aware of in America is a place called Judicial Watch, who do things like this, where they sue local constituents. And uh, Boston Mayor, for instance, uh, did an electeds of color holiday party, which is exactly what it sounds like. Anybody employed by the Boston Mayor who's not white got got an email to go to a party accidentally sent out to everybody who works for her, including the white people. There's that diverse competence Amazing. for you. Yeah. Uh, and they're suing on behalf of those people, saying this is a direct breach of our... It's literally illegal. Yeah, of uh, the Civil Rights Act, yeah. I think, yeah. is what they're <laughs> employing there. Yeah. They also sue on behalf of San Francisco taxpayers over a city program which discriminates in favor of um, trans people in, in uh, distribution of tax money. So that's always fun. So it's nice to see that there are some people in the US doing this. There needs to be more. There needs to be armies of right-wing lawyers, rare as those are. There needs to be armies of them doing this constantly. If the law is against you, then do what the left always did, which is flip that law on its head and sue the shit out of them. You know, Just make it so that you are punishing your enemies, bankrupting them. If you have to, this should be done constantly against the ADL, the SPLC, and all of those other enormous activist organizations that work for the left to hurt the American people. That's what needs to be done. So more of this kind of action, please. In the UK, I'm not aware of anything that's particularly similar to this. I'm aware that we have things like 
fair cop, Harry Miller, who we've had in yep. a few times. Um, does he mount legal challenges? Because I know he does these yeah, letter yeah, writing yeah. campaigns. Yeah, he's done letter writing campaigns about um, the Crown Prosecution Service and the College of Police, uh, trying to get them to amend their advice and guidance laws so that they'll be able to, you know, do the like administer the law like they're supposed to, give people justice. But there's not that many that I'm aware of outside of places like Fair Cop. So in the comments, please let me know if there are more that you can think of that mount legal challenges, because I would like to know, because the left are incredible. I'd like to promote. Absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> I would. The left are, sadly, masters of this and have been doing it for decades. They have lots of lawyers on their side, and they have lots of celebrities on their side as well. Now, I'm going to point to an example here that might ruffle some feathers because I've pointed to it before, and some people have said, well, actually, there's some good examples of people that they've actually got off who have been innocent before. And that is the Innocence Project, which is, sorry to break it to you, a leftist activist organization wow. dedicated to keeping murderers on the street. Now, I know that some people have pointed out there are some examples before when they've actually got innocent people out of prison, and that's absolutely fine. Accidents happen. Yeah, but that's not really <laughs> what they're there for. That's not what they're there for. You're representing a vast minority, a tiny minority of cases that they have administered. <clears throat> compared to what they actually do. And what they actually do has been really well represented and examined by this account, which was posting loads of them at the end of December, which I kept a hold of. I don't have time to go over every single one because he did dozens. He posted dozens where he looked into each of these cases and said that, okay, they defended this murderer here. They got DNA testing done of this murderer and found that the DNA testing basically vindicated the guilty verdict that was found, but then twisted it in the reporting and tried to use right. legal lawfare to get away, get away with it. But this is uh, the, one of the most recent examples that he put up, which I thought was perfectly emblematic of it. So per this pain, I looked into this, verified the details, everything is correct. So he's a murderer. He raped and killed a mother. And when her two toddlers walked in to see what the screams were, he stabbed them too, oh, killing one, Jesus. wounding a second. This happened all the way back in 1987. That's horrific. Multiple eyewitnesses, including a police officer, saw him enter and exit the apartment. His clothes were covered in her blood, found when he was captured. In the courtroom, he tried to explain how he just walked in and found her dying, but he accidentally admitted that he got blood on the tops of his shoes when he pushed the victim up against the wall. For this, he was given a death sentence, and he'd Good. been on death row for about 33 years when the Innocence ah. Project in 2020 decided that he was going to be their next martyr. He was going to be the next guy that they said, this, this is the guy we want to represent. We need to save this guy. I'm laughing at the legal incompetence of like, death in 33 years. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> from old age. <laughs> the American system's kind of weird like that. Uh, I'm sure there'll be people explaining it. done in a week, lads. <laughs> Uh, but the Innocent Project, they do this one tactic over and over and over again, where they say, we need to test for DNA evidence. Even if there's already been DNA evidence done, they'll find other bits of evidence that weren't tested at first and say, we need to test for this, even though 30 years has passed, the evidence will have decayed somewhat. We already have evidence. So. Yeah, we already have all the evidence we need. We convicted him. I looked at the articles talking about this from the time, and they all said that the, everybody was in agreement that the evidence was overwhelming that he had done this, right? His only excuse was, I walked in on them. I, I, I found them like that, bro. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the excuse that he gave. So the Innocence Project tried to get him off by testing the murder weapon and several uh, other pieces of evidence. Purvis's DNA was found on the tampon, ripped out of the victim. 
And that's, that should say enough. That should say enough. But also on the murder weapon. The Innocent Project, it, as a result of finding this evidence, put out this headline. The DNA report doesn't clear pain. That's an admission. <laughs> however. That's right. It doesn't clear him. However. Though the DNA on the knife's handle and blade apparently does not come from pain, DNA on another section of the weapon, the hilt, may have come from him, the report says. So that's, that's amazing, right. So DNA on the blade doesn't come from him. The bit that he stabbed her with. Yeah, who knows where that came from. The bit that you hold the knife with, that was his. So her DNA is on the blade, his DNA is on the handle. I mean... But it wasn't on the blade, you must have quit. It, it's, it's, really, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really hard to think of something more conclusive of that. Isn't it? Like, how much more conclusive could it get? Okay, so they misrepresent the DNA testing. So what do they do to move on to next? Because obviously they get this result and they go, God, he's guilty. But we still need to get him off somehow. Yeah, well, the DNA doesn't clear him. What's next? Okay, well, then they say, actually, Your Honor, he's retarded. You can't kill him. Literally, they move to have his death sentence. I guess we'll give it a go. Off the table <laughs> because he's too low IQ to kill. It didn't save him. <laughs> what, do you mean? what do you mean I can't kill him? I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we'll find a way. <laughs> it says in this particular report that they put, today the Shelby County Criminal Court formally set aside the death sentence, so this worked, of Purvis Payne, days after the Shelby County District Attorney conceded that Mr. Payne is a person with intellectual disability and therefore cannot be executed. Again, I think we should just give it a go, and if it fails, fair enough. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I looked into this. For some reason, in 2002, it was passed that if somebody has an intellectual disability, which means IQ lower than 70, they can't be put on death row because of some constitutional technicality that they, that they found. So that's just part of the law. You can't kill retarded murderers. You can't. And, and, well, murderers of children. Yeah. So what you do instead is you set like an oversight in the law. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, he's on parole. Well, he might be on parole soon. So watch out for that if you live in the area that this guy was around. Now make sure he holds the knife part instead of the handle. Yeah, make sure he cuts himself and really sprinkles. Make sure he writes, I did this in his own blood first <laughs> as he's trying to kill you. Yeah, and then he just spells it out by saying... Uh, you know, their testing proved beyond any shadow of a doubt that this man killed and raped that woman and her child. They knew this. They moved on to the next tactic to get him out anyway. They don't care about innocence. They just want to get murderers out of jail. I don't trust any of their cases after this one. The Innocence Project is a big, very high-profile organization. They get celebrity funding. They get do, celebrity ambassadors. Do you think they ever sit there and go, God, this guy really does seem to be a piece of ass. Oh, are we doing the right thing no. by getting this guy on the street? You know, you, they never have that internal reflection. If they do. Moment. If they do, well, they'll say, did you see the revenue on the Wikipedia page? Oh, uh, no, what was it? 21 million. Oh, well, that makes sense, doesn't it? Well, they'll also probably look at him and go, but he is black, though, so it's kind of reparations that he's out on the street. You can't, right. you can't put prisoners in prison. You can't put murderers in prison. You can't execute prisoners. Because that would be racist. I'm pretty sure I that could would be do the all white, of these things. That would be a and white They keep saying I can't, but I'm sure this could be done. That would be an example of white supremacist legal system, oh, which suppose. people like Purvis were not adapted to and also is too retarded to understand anyway. So therefore, he has to be walking the streets because you know I guess we'll solve retardation. I'm not weirdly, uh, weirdly enough, I'm, I'm not very sympathetic to the e retards don't understand they shouldn't murder ch children. I think even retards do know that. Mm. Well, it doesn't hold up in court, sadly, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And uh, hey. on, to, on to the last bit, which is where we, we'll bring the fun back, which was this, which is a new form of reparations, which was introduced during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. So for some context of this, during the pandemic um, in 2020, they passed the uh, Trump administration had the Coronavirus Aid, Relief and Economic Security Act, which was the CARES Act, which authorized something called payment, uh, Paycheck Protection Program, PPP, which was a $953 billion business loan program, which was established to make sure that if you ran a business, that you would be able to pay your staff members still, despite not being uh, being running. So you'd be able to apply. Yeah. So well, you're not American, and also I'm sure they did something. You like don't that. pass the swab test. Yeah. I'm so sorry uh, because um, this person. I, if, a D- if I took a DNA test, I might. Well, well, <laughs> actually, you, you might, but also anyway. Go on. This person confirmed miser put out this incredible tweet thread, which I'm going to go through a bit of saying that uh, if you haven't been following, I'm going to let you in on the biggest secret that white people aren't supposed to know about the pandemic relief programs, because all of that talk of reparations, turns out they've been getting some anyway. My bitches was taking a flight every weekend, and I loved that for them. Not a business in sight, just PPP and Casamigos. So you can go on a website that tracks the PPP loan payments that were given out. New Wakanda LLC was given... $10,415. Yep. Who else was? Money Rain Entertainment. <laughs> oh, come Empty, on. Self-employed individual. Yep, self See that the dictator. That is a that is a made-up name. 20 grand. <laughs> yep, 20 grand. Free money LLC. <laughs> $15,000 in May 2020. I'm not even angry to be well, honest. Well, yeah, that's that's I'm the thing with this. If it was so easy for you, yeah. wouldn't you? It's the easiest yeah. scam in the world. He said you can pick any name that you might fit, uh, think might fit the profile and find hundreds of businesses with a single employee. Shaniqua, over 100. LaShawn, over 100. Shaquel, over 100. Shaquille, whatever. Don, Donkivius, what have you pronounced that? Three. Donquavius Mayweather, Got 17 grand. He must be an enterprising young man. If we take a look at our first Donquivius. I mean, it is enterprising to do this. We can highlight a past. Theft is very enterprising. Yep. A huge amount of them were passed in Georgia. Wonder why that would be. There's so many small businesses. These must be very vibrant communities. (laughs) So somebody even pointed this out back in 2020. Why wait for uh, Peter Schiff? Why wait for slavery reparations? There's still a time for every African American to apply for a small quote mark, PPP loan. No employees needed. You don't even need a business. Y'all call it PPP loan fraud. I call it reparations. Scam the F out those PPP loans. We need reparations anyway. I hope you're getting every dollar possible out of this crooked, racist-ass government. Don't you love the fact that the Donald Trump's government actively gives these people free money for being black and saying, I run a business, y'all. Yeah, but and now he's like, got like 50% approval rate. Well, this is true. Well, that's an interesting tidbit about all of this. Because if I scroll down, uh, so what? Actually, there's a, there's a good point to bring up here. Is what what were they actually spending it on? Because uh, well, they just most of, it. flights. Yeah, most of these were forgiven. Well, he he points out. Of course they were. He points out that most of it was spent on Dodge Hellcats, Air Force Ones, which I assume is a shoe, trips to <laughs> Miami, and also crab legs. And he's got an incredible series of articles further down here if I find them, which is around the time this was going on, 
crab prices were exploding in America because of the rising demand. Record high king crab prices not slowing retail sales. So the prices are going up, but they're like, I got my Trump books, y'all. Why king crab legs? I, I don't know. Snow crab prices supplies in plum uh, supplies plummet in Ukra- uh, U.S. market. So they were buying all of the crab legs for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> also, that's like Alex Jones would say. <laughs> they were buying loads of Dodge Hellcats and other, I assume, relatively affordable fast cars. Yeah, but and he also says this might help explain the famous motor vehicle death rate graph that Steve Saylor put together a few years ago. Where if you look here. This is the black line is the amount of motor vehicle death rate by race. The black line spikes. He calls it the uh, George Floyd effect. Literally, they, they give away all this pandemic money and then they all start killing themselves in crashes. It's remarkable. But it's really annoying because this is part of the reason your prices are so high because the currency supply is inflated. To do what exactly? To buy Hellcats and crash them, apparently. This mouthful of crab leg. Is he screaming down the middle? <laughs> just... Why is the crab? I mean, that just reminds me of Bubba. This is why you can't really be angry about it because he points no, out. I'm not. No, because they had a sense of humor about it. They're stealing your hood, hubcaps, Incorporated. <laughs> 25 grand. You're 25 grand and then got it forgiven. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, we're having crab tonight, boys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And uh, he, he posted this. I need to play this clip that he posted because there's all the other stupid stuff where they say, oh, here's my stupid plastic surgery. I've got an arse three times the size now. Thanks, Trump, for that. Government full of shit. Ocala, Florida. This is, this is Florida during the pandemic because obviously they, they weren't locked down the same way the rest of the country yeah. was. But so where you go on holiday. It's where you go on holiday and everybody there, they're eligible as well. We hanging out. We got this, oh, shit. We got this shit on us out here. We hanging out. Then listen, it's open looking old, man. On California. What up? What up? What up? Take that mask off. Fuck that bar. We fuck with Trump. He a good president, but he talk too much shit. Fuck the bar. These hoes got AIDS. Y'all talking about the coronavirus. Listen, I work tomorrow and Monday, so I can't be out here doing what they're doing. I'm just out here just to support my guys, but. Honestly, this is not good. This is America. <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah. You like Trump? Of course. I'm Jewish. John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> they just trying to push it to kill our people because the population is too high. 300 years ago, we had we were in slavery oh by God. your kind. They took our cooking, they took our culture, and they made it their own. The United States put out the COVID-19 to be able to actually kill and control population. We are the children of Israelites, so they can't kill us black folks. They're That's trying right. to <laughs> the virus. Yeah, there, there you go. That was what was going on in Florida. And that, that, there was the token white guy saying, this is not good. He should have applied well, for his well, PPP. I've got to go to work. <laughs> well, he had to go to work because he's an employee of all these small business owners over here. Really? <laughs> and, and you can go on the website that he was using for a lot of this. And you really can just type in any random name. I typed in the name LaShonda, which I thought, oh, that sounds like a black. It's probably not real, though. It's probably over 100 results. Over 20 grand, 20 grand. All at the same time as you well just, around April 2021. 20 grand. Los Angeles, Florida. They're all grand, getting 20 12, grand, grand, six grand. What, what's LaShonda Glover doing uh, when, it, when it loads through? She's a... Uh, one self-employed care services. So she's a single mother. Yeah, she's looking after her kids. <laughs> she's a <Yeah>. single mother. <laughs> they forgave her for it. I also typed in Beyonce, 
36 loans found. And we see what Beyonce does. Beyonce uh, yeah. Hazley from Let's Georgia, she, who got 20 other personal care services. Uh, single mother. Yeah. Yeah. Single mother. Sole proprietor. W- yeah. Wakanda, because we saw earlier. <laughs> Let's see what Jeez. Wakanda does. Five loans. Wakanda Merkel Dove, 20 Wake grand. Up. Limited service restaurant. He's cooking for himself. <laughs> this is his hot pot. Can we click through some more of Wakanda? Because, I mean, is that, his, is, that is a piss take. This is his cornstarch fund. <laughs> Just, uh, New Wakanda LLC. This is the one that I think we saw. Yeah, advertising, advertising agency. That will be his Instagram account. That's 10 grand. Utilities, $1. Really? Yeah. Wakanda, really? Wakanda properties, 68 grand. Forgiven. East Strasbourg. <laughs> Forgiven is taking so long to load because the website is embarrassed <laughs> that this happened. Wakanda properties. Wakanda yeah, but they got two. There's two but, Wakanda yeah, properties. Got, same guy. Like, so, no, he got 110 grand. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe this. Oh, wait, no, 77. This, this might be a real business in yeah, that case. In okay, it. Wakanda properties is real. Okay, Wakanda properties, fair enough. But then Again, I, utilities, $1. Why? Okay, maybe not real. I really, I really want to see the rest of the Wakandas. I'm sorry. I mean, there's only five of them, and that was two of them. Wholesale Wakanda bait. <laughs> bait in the name. There's see. crabs down there. Is this... Is, oh, four guys sporting. Okay, all right. Did someone list a company that's just not a virus.exe and get paid out? Maybe. And there was also, you know, I thought, oh, Black Panther Wakanda. T'Challa, the main character from Black, uh, from Black Panther, not Blackadder. <laughs> also... Five T'Challa's on there. So, yeah, you can have fun with this. Go on this website. It's oh, linked God. in the... It's I feel sorry the... for this guy, right? T'Challa chills home there. He yeah. only got three grand. He was unambitious. No, no, no. He was telling the truth. <laughs> like, yeah, that's how you know they're telling the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah I suppose uh, so. You could have got 100K, mate. It's suspicious how many of them are just 20 grand. Yeah. They must, there, there must have been a tweet that got sent out or maybe on some forum that we're not aware of that said it's safest to go for 20 grand. They are less likely to look into you. If, as long as you stay around 20 grand. So, yeah, you can have endless fun with this. Go on to this website, type in any random black American name you can think of, and there will be dozens of this. Or just fake names such as givememoney.llc. Yeah. Other personal services. Yeah, 20 grand, thanks. Just for me. And forgiven. Sole proprietorship. Free yeah. money. Oh, and to be fair, like you say, Trump's, uh, Trump's popularity among the black voters, they yeah. love him now. Because, yeah, he was giving them free money. Well, we've got to go to the um, video comments because of time. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> Critical drinker as Nerdrotic et al. are wrong about Doctor Who. The 1970s radio comedy The Burkis Way was right. We present Blake's film shot in old gravel pits. Devised by a man who has copyright money on the Daleks is beginning to run out. Written by getting lots of old Z-cars scripts and changing the name Newtown to Golrandon Vox 111. Just as Blake 7 was Z-cars set in space, Doctor Who was Dixon of Doc Green set in time. The irony is that Chibnall's experience with Broadchurch should have restored Doctor Who's police procedural roots. I've never really been a fan of Doctor Who, so I can't comment. Bad play. Let's go to the next one. You know, regarding the topic of pathological collection, I mean, you, you know, this cars do stuff, right? You know, I just, all this is useful. I mean, that'll go in something someday. That's awaiting the car. That's I need spares. It. You know, these leaf springs are good, and that's a bunch of trim, and they ignore that. Um, the sickness is contained to the shop. We're all right. I need, uh, oh. Hmm. I mean, it could be worse than, di- oh. Well. All right. I'm in this image and I don't like it. 
Well, the first step is admitting you have a problem. So welcome to. I, I, I see no problem. No, I, I don't think it's a problem either. But I, I hear my wife that. being like, "You don't need this." I'm like, "Yeah, but I do." Uh, I mean, it, <laughs> replace all of the car stuff there with books for me, and it's uh, the exact same. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna throw shade there. Uh, that Texas gal says, "Happy Valentine's Day, friends! Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day to you." Uh, Sean sends us a ten dollars super chat on Rumble and says, "Would love to see you do a history segment on the Barbary pirate slavery of the English and overall fourteen million European slaves taken by the Ottoman Empire over seven hundred years, never ever taught." Uh, I will pass that on to Bo. And Sean says another ten dollars super chat saying, "Here they talk of First Nations and diversity and how fragile the culture and laws must be uh, enacted to protect and preserve uh, them as a minority." Well, you could say that of all of UK cultures. So yes. Uh, did you see the meme I sent you? The Home Office is apparently going to have an indigenous ways of knowing. Yeah. So of so course. Baz is going to be there. Like, yeah, Baz in the Home Office saying, yeah, the sacred tea leaves say no. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Nathan says, I'll do a couple of comments really quick. Uh, when I was a child around 96, I remember the doctor who, coming to the house as I had a head and uh, really bad chest infection. Ideally, you and your family would have the same doctor for life. Now you have to send whatever... The, the doctor is pictures we'll just speak to them on the phone if you can get through to them at all totally true it's unbelievable um sean again for ten dollars uh, thank you by the way uh sog in canada as there's a very same healthcare issue swept under the rug my sister had a muslim doctor refused to look at the naked female form who point to the doll she died of cancer in 2018 jesus this is another thing like we're like we you know, make fun of these things but this is really people's lives at stake yeah I mean, it's nothing important it's healthcare housing yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, defense of the realm, yeah, uh, yeah, policing, you know, the central pillars of what a state could be. Yeah, just, can't get over just, the... it's just our college campuses. I'll tell you what, though, I hope that that video of the, the black guys in Florida is the only thing archaeologists in the future discover about civilization. <laughs> I really, I, I, I just hope that's the case, anyway. Um, be Trump books. <laughs> yeah, so all money was Trump bucks, you know, and the 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 Jews were enslaved <laughs> by the Americans. They were enslaved. Yeah, yeah, hundred years. Yeah, just I want them to have this crazy. And only on. only one man in the entire society was employed. <laughs> this uh, these white people they stole the slave Jews cookies. Apparently, what was that about? I, I don't catch know. up on that. That was that was nonsense. It was um, rubbish that that woman yeah. was spouting. Did you get the one Sean did about the Reform Party? Uh, no, I haven't. So I learned that because then that's that's all the written uh, paid ones. So Sean, I don't know why Sean's sending so many in 10 bucks, but he did. And he wrote another one saying, by the way, I must say as a Canadian, I urge every single conservative UK voter to vote for reform. Far greater than any policy this message uh, would send. There is one other $10 that Sean sent in. If you scroll further down. Uh, yeah. Oh, Carl did read that. Oh, did Carl already read that one? Okay. There we are. That's, that's all that one's. I'm out of time, so um, goodbye.